You are listening to the Effective Statistician Podcast, a weekly podcast with Alexander Schacht and Benjamin Pieske, designed to help you reach your potential, lead great science, and serve patients without becoming overwhelmed by your work. Today, we are talking about four steps how you can win over senior leaders and committees. And we need to do this very, very often. And these are really crucial time points. So stay tuned for more in this episode. I'm posting a lot of things on LinkedIn. So follow me on LinkedIn and join the Effective Statistician LinkedIn group. You will get lots of additional content, everyday help, and you can also connect with lots of other people there that are like-minded and that also listen to this podcast. Please also tell your colleagues about this podcast because it's for free and it helps a lot of, lot of people. And whenever I see someone speaking about this podcast or learning something from it, taking something good out of it and giving me feedback about it, I'm so, so happy because that helps our community to strive and to become better. I'm producing this podcast in association with PSI, a community dedicated to leading and promoting the use of statistics in the healthcare industry for the benefit of patients. You can join PSI today to further develop your statistical capabilities with access to the ever-growing video-on-demand content library, free registration to all the upcoming PSI webinars, and much, much more. Visit the PSI website at psiweb.org to learn more about PSI activities and become a PSI member today. This is another episode of the Effective Statistician. Welcome, my name is Alexander Schacht, and today we want to talk about some really important advice if you want to engage with key people in your organization. I'm currently running a rather big initiative and we had a really interesting meeting recently with some people very, very experienced in change management. And I learned a lot from these meetings in terms of how I can better work with key stakeholders to move forward my initiative. And this is an initiative that needs a lot of strong support from higher up in the organization so that people overall understand why this initiative is important, how it will change things, how it will help everybody to, you know, be better at work. And maybe, you know, you're running also such an initiative, you know, maybe on a different scale, maybe on a, you know, process improvement initiative or something else, or you want to change the design or the analysis of a study or a database or whatever. And you need to run things past a committee or a senior person. I've talked a lot about that already in the how to pre-wire a meeting episode. And if you scroll back quite a lot in your um, podcast player, you will find that episode. 
So yeah, I talked a lot about kind of a, a couple of these really, really nice tactical things. But today I want to give you a little bit of a bigger frame in terms of four steps that you can do to better engage successfully with key stakeholders. The first step is the anticipate step. That is just first to be clear on what do you really want to achieve? What are your goals? What do you want the stakeholder to do? What do you want them to believe or understand? Yeah, so for example, if you want to get approval for something, if you want to get a recommendation for something, if you want to make sure that they understand why this initiative is actually important in the first place, what is at stake here? So be really clear on what you want to achieve. Then also think about where is the stakeholder now? Where is he coming from? Did you have any previous interactions with them about the project? Do they already know something about that? Do they have some, maybe some preconceived thoughts about it? Yeah. Do they have some certain background that helps them to better or less understand the problem? Has someone else has any experience with that person so that you can learn about where this stakeholder or this committee is coming from? What are their views on that? Do they, for example, are very conservative? Do they think very much about timelines? Do they think very much about budget? If you speak to someone that is really loves innovation, then you need to have a different approach than if you speak to someone that is very operational and mostly thinks about timelines and budget. You need to differently interact with them. Yeah. So if you talk to the guy with innovation, you need to talk about all the bells and whistles of your approach and how it will have an impact and maybe drop some buzzwords. I don't know, but if that helps, but speak about these kind of topics. Whereas if you talk to someone that is really concerned about budget and impact and timelines, then, you know, be more shorter on the innovation side and be more clear on what it will help in terms of getting faster to the end goal, how it will help you to save time, how it will have, help you to save resources, money, other expenses. Yeah. So where is the stakeholder now and where is he coming from? Or where are these stakeholders now and where are they coming from? When you have that clear, then prepare the slides that you want to present and review these from the audience perspective. Don't just use generic slides for every audience. I see that quite a lot that people have, you know, a certain slide text that they then use over and over again. Usually far too crowded with lots of things in it so people can't really listen to the uh, presentation because they are reading the slides. If you have these kind of slides, then customize them to your specific audience. Don't just use some generic slides. Also, make sure that you have a very short plan B version of your slides if you have less time than expected. Yeah, so 
Very often you will present maybe as a last bullet point on the agenda and all the other people have used so much time that you only have, instead of 15 minutes, three minutes left. Can you still get your message across? Do you have an elevator pitch that is really, really short and crisp? Usually it's good to have something like this, especially at the end, to kind of sum up things. So think about kind of what's your plan B. Do you have any expectation slide at the start? What are you asking for? If you go to a bigger meeting and you're just, you know, one bullet point in a list of 10 bullet points that are on the agenda, people jump from one project to another, to another, to another. So make sure you frame at the beginning. This is about this compound, this business project, that this has this impact and today we want to ask for further funding for next year or we want to give you the results from the last analysis we have done or whatsoever. Yeah, But make clear that you, what do you ask for? Is it funding? Is it just for information? Or is do you want to have endorsement? What do you need there? So that people, the leaders, the committee directly knows what is now at stake. Because otherwise they may feel like, what's the point here? Do I need to think about the design? Or do I need to think about the money? And when the you then, you know, start talking about the results, but they think like, oh, we need to talk about the design. They, they make a comments on the design when that is already completely done. So be sure that you frame that correctly at the beginning. And think about, you know, from their point of view, they have already, you know, lots of things that they talked about. And so help them to focus on the important things. Potentially, you want to create a pre-read. And a pre-read should be really short. The more senior the people are, the shorter the pre-read. So don't just dump everything in there. Nobody reads all that. Um, make it really crisp and only what people need to know about. Maybe you can then add, if you're further interested, you can also read these kind of things. But, and if they have time and if they're passionate about it, maybe they read it, but mostly make the pre-read as short as possible. Then set the expectations for the meeting. Yeah? Show the goals, have all the logistics in there, create a common objective, depending on what the interest of the stakeholders is. Do we want to do ensure data integrity here? Do we want to ensure that we meet the timelines? Why should they care? What can happen if they don't care? Yeah? What is the change that you're asking for? And you can sell a change in two different ways. You can sell it basically in terms of what can be achieved or what can be lost and the opportunities that may go away. And our mental bias is actually in that way that we very often more act on losses than 
we act on achieving something. Yeah. So, so there's this, I don't know what the term for that is, but there's a bias that we are um, more triggered uh, in that regard. So think about both ends, you know, what can be achieved and what can be lost. And they tell a story, you know, I started this episode also by telling a story about my project. Tell a story, have a narrative. Sounds a little bit like we are coming from here and now this is at stake, this is a problem. We can go A or B. If we go B, then we lose these kind of things. We don't win these kind of things. If we go with A, then we have this bright future. Um, there's surely these kind of downsides, but we recommend, therefore, going that way. And so that could be, for example, a narrative on, on a certain uh, story, if you want to change things. The third thing is avoid too long monologues in your presentations. And try to, you know, engage with the, uh, with the people. Perfect is, of course, if it's a room set up and you can listen to the people, you can see the people and, you know, you can make short breaks for, for clarifications and things like that. Be crisp and clean and clear. Don't overclutter things. Yeah, so, so it's really important to be short here and to the point. There's kind of a tendency that the more higher up people are, the less time they have. And so they don't want to very often listen about all the details. You can have that in the backup slides, but really get to the point very fast. Try to remove all distractions for the participants. If it's a virtual meeting, turn on the video. Yeah. And make sure that maybe the others have the video on as well. Yeah. Get the participants to do something is also something nice. Get them to vote, get them to give feedback, ask questions. Yeah. And remind about your key points, especially at the end. Yeah. When you summarize things. There's a lot of episodes where I use that techniques at the end, thanks to Pepper for, for that feedback at, at one point earlier in the podcast. And that was about having some kind of reminder story, a summary at the end about what are the most important points. I have that now in many, many presentations where it says basically the last slide is what is at stake? What is the problem? What are the recommendations? What is the ask that we have? The other thing is when you have well prepared your presentation, you have also anticipated roadblocks and critiques and you can then directly go into these topics. Yeah? Communication is, is not 100% planable. There will be always kind of weird questions that are coming up. And you need to be prepared to answer lots of questions. You can't prepare for everything. Sometimes you just need to think of your feet or, you know, you need to table something or you need to get the focus back on what is really, really important. But at least be prepared for the obvious questions. Yeah, so, so it's communication is always two-sided. 
and you need to be able to react on the things that the other persons are saying. If, and if you're pre-planned, you'll have a better, better feedback on that. I recently gave some training for hearing here in Germany for the GBA. And that's a really, really difficult situation. And what we did as a training was we went through uh, uh, all the common questions that could come up with the statisticians that were set up to go to these meetings. And we trained these over, over, over again. And, you know, just the first questions and the follow-up questions and another follow-up question. And depending on how good the statisticians answered, I, as a trainer, was kind of then going into what they were saying maybe in a vague way or not in a perfect way and was there following up there. And maybe you can even prepare for these kind of things. So think about what are the possible next moves from the other committee members. Then at the end, it's about action. That's the last step. Clarify. Are there any open topics? Ask questions. Get feedback. And then summarize and amplify key messages. Yeah, so after the discussion, think about, okay, these are the key points that we need to have. Uh, and then make clear, okay, what are the specific actions? Who does what by when? Next meeting, is there here uh, a new meeting? Uh, next steps, is there now a new meeting here? Do we need to any follow-up documentation? Is there documentation in the minutes? So... After the event, you know, follow up on all these different things. Action out all the different things and give some reminders about that. And so that you can um, stay with in the loop for other people so that they see, okay, this is what we decided and now it's implemented and then refer back to the people. Because they can't, cannot benefit from things if they don't know about it. So when you have, you know, been given a task, report back that you have completed the task because then they basically mentally can tick this off and also they can use it in their further business. And you will be seen as a really, really professional person because you followed up on things, you followed through. So this was the episode on engaging successfully. We talked about, now I'm summarizing again, you see, um, we talked about four different points. The first was the anticipate step. Yeah, be clear on your goals, be clear where your stakeholder comes from, prepare your slides and so forth. Then the activation, yeah, set the expectations, think about a common objective, tell a story and narrate the story. Then engage with the people. Yeah? Make sure that there's no distractions. Interact with the people. And finally, get to action. Yeah? Clarify things, have the call to actions, and follow through. I hope you enjoyed the episode, and please share it with others. Have a great week. This show was created in association with PSI. Thanks to Rain who helps with the show in the background and thank you for listening. 
If you like this episode, please share it with your colleagues. Join the LinkedIn group to learn more about the effective statistician and comment about this episode on LinkedIn. So, like always, reach your potential, lead great science, and serve patients. Just be an effective statistician.